This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And here's Danny Mendick. And he swings and bounces one to short. Charged by Seeger. He's up with it. Flips it over to first. And this ball game is over. And the Rangers have captured the first two games of this series. They win this series against the Mets as they hold on to win here tonight by the final score of 2-1. to one. Hicksie with a call on your home for Rangers baseball. 11-18 and 18 now in one-run games. Last night, the bullpen getting it done. It was Garver and Duran at the plate, and then you had Stratton, and you had Burke, Will Smith, and Aroldis Chapman, even though he gave up the solo shot. We now have a three-way tie in the American League West. Let's talk about it with former Seattle Mariner and host of the Brett Boone podcast. Brett Boone, an Odyssey original, features the most notable names in baseball and all-around sports every week. Just head on Mark McLemore, who we see on local TV. Good morning, Brett. How are you? Good. How you doing? Doing pretty well. How has Seattle gotten this done? It's unbelievable. Since July 1st, uh, the best team in baseball since the, you know, I remember the talk was, because I went up to Seattle for all the, for all the all-star uh, festivities. And, and I, you know, it was 21 years ago that, that the, that the all-star game was here and we wish the Mariners would be in a better position uh, to host it. You know, we wish they were in the hunt. I think they were 10 games out. Next thing you know, they're, they're tied for the division. Uh, it's that pitching staff that Seattle has. I mean, top to bottom, there is good. You can match them up with anyone in the game, either league, including the Atlanta Braves. Uh, and they've got it done that way. Their offense got hot. Julio, their young star, uh, caught fire. He's been one of the, the second half, you know, been an MVP, playing like an MVP. He's only 22 years old. So Texas has had a great run. Houston's, Houston's the one that nobody's talked about just because they've been there, done that so often. Texas came on, kind of came on the scene and, and grabbed everybody's attention because they haven't been the top of the division for the while. But they, they hit a little bit of a – uh, stumble as you guys are watching. They, they won three out of their last four, but they went through that uh, 
eight losses in a row streak. So uh, they came back to the pack a little bit. Seattle got hot, and it's going to be it's going to be a good fight. You know, I, as a player, when I was in this situation, my team was in this situation. I just always look for what's what's the head to head matchup. Give me a chance to control my own destiny. With Texas, I was looking at the schedule. They got seven against Seattle, and they got three against Houston. So pretty much about a, a third of the remaining games they play within that division, mm-hmm. and the guys top the division. So uh, Evalde is going to be big. You know, I know I, I expected you guys would have had him back by now. I heard he got pushed back to, to after the 1st of, of September. So uh, he's going to be a big boost. And when you go uh, – your, your starting rotation now, the Texas Rangers starting rotation with Scherzer, Montgomery, um, getting Evaldi back is huge. Gray, I know Haney, Dunning. I mean, it's pretty formidable. So, And that offense speaks for itself. They're, they're far and away the best offense in the American League. They, they, they play great defense. I think they're ranked first in the league defensively. Um, not one of the top bullpens. But but I think the rest of the intangibles that the Texas Rangers have definitely going to bode well for them down the stretch. I look forward to be a real interesting race. I'm just waiting for Houston. Houston's just been there all year just kind of cruising where they do. Haven't gotten hot, haven't gotten cold. They're just in the mix. They're, and you know they're going to be a factor uh, come playoff time. So this, this should be a real fun race in the West. Booney, take us through, like, crawling out of a collapse. Because that's basically what this was for the Rangers. I mean – I mean, they were up there. They had a 10-game lead on Seattle just over a month ago. Like, take us through how you crawl out of a collapse like that. Well, you crawl out of it slowly. You got a big win two nights ago. I watched that game against the Mets. Kind of snatched it at the end and, and won that one-run game. You mentioned coming into this segment how, how well they've done in one-run games this year. Last night was another one. You get a good performance out of Haney. You win 2-1. to one. This is what really good teams win. Yeah, Texas, that – that, that machine of an offense, you love when you crank out eight, nine, ten runs and blow people away. But the character of the team is shown right here in these one-run games. I think two nights ago, you lose that game to the Mets. Now you're really scratching your head, but you won that game. Now all of a sudden, you go into that clubhouse after the game, after losing uh, eight straight recently, and kind of go, all right, guys, we're back. We can do this. And then last night you win a one-run ball game. You start to build on it that way. This Texas team's been great all year. You're gonna hit a skid at some point. Uh, there's been very few times in my career where it was start to finish and just just cruising. There's always a bump in the road, especially when you're in a division with some good, really good teams. Like I mentioned, this Seattle team—they won 90 games two years in a row. They got to the playoffs one year. They missed one year. But that rotation's been there. They, they pitch number one. They're the best pitching staff on paper in the American League. And I think not only on paper, I'll put them up against anybody, like I said. So it was a matter of time before Seattle hit that hit that hot streak. I didn't think they were going to win whatever it is, ridiculous, 20 out of 24. But they definitely hit their stride. And, and Texas had a rough spot. You're going to have a rough spot throughout the season. Hopefully Texas is past that rough spot, and now they're going to go on and play like they're capable of playing. I think all three of these teams are going to the postseason. Oh. And uh, – Buckle up. One, two, three. How's it end up in the division? <sighs> that tasted good. I could feel it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take in the Evaldi fact. I'm gonna say if. Can I can I give you a caveat? Yeah, can sure. I say if? If Evaldi comes back and is healthy, 
Texas, Houston, Seattle. Oh, I like oh, it. Yeah. Not catering right. to the Mariners fans. I that's like right. that. What did uh Yeah, that's that's what I see. C- can you win a World Series with a bad bullpen like this? In today's the way today's game is cuz well, I, I know yeah, managers I can't wait to get to the bullpen nowadays. Exactly, but they but usually the bullpen is their strength. Yeah. And it's one thing if you can't get to that bullpen. I, I I'm a purist. I'm going to go back to how this game's been played for 150 years. And it's the best starting pitching wins game. I'll take the best starting pitching in a postseason matchup versus the best bullpen. It'd be great to have both. It'd be great to have both. You look, uh, Atlanta Braves are as close to, to having both as, as there is in the game right now. But I'd rather have both. But if I am going to take one, I'm going to take the, the, the superior uh, starting pitching and this pitching right here you look at it we just mentioned it you got six guys one guy is going to be out once Evaldi gets back but who's better than Montgomery Scherzer and Evaldi I don't know mm. that's tough now he'll be pitching well Scherzer's getting old he's not getting any younger but at the same time those three pretty formidable in a race and guys that have uh, Evaldi and Scherzer who have been there quite a bit been in those big situations been in that postseason the thing that's different about baseball now, uh, how it was, you know, even 15, 20 years ago, is that that postseason is wild now because there's so many spots at the table. And and you have the opportunity for a team like the Philadelphia Phillies of a year ago that I didn't give any credence to. Okay, Phillies snuck in at the at the last minute. They're they're not gonna do anything. Well, they're in the World Series. And and I've been talking to a lot of guys that have that have been on those wild card teams. I think the wild card plays bigger than it ever has. I think uh, because and there's good, you know, it, it was explained to me, and I thought about it. And I said that makes a lot of sense. Wild card guys that are fighting, clawing all year long. Not an Atlanta Braves, and I'm not discounting the Atlanta Braves. I think they're the best team in baseball, hands down. But it's not like it used to be where you get the best team gets to the postseason and usually when the best team doesn't always win in today's format. In the old days, yeah, 1985, you two teams get to the to the playoffs in each league. You have one set of playoffs, you go to the World Series, usually the best teams win because they're the best team over 162. Nowadays, the 162 is not as important as it used to be. So a wild card team can sneak in. They're hot at the right time. Next thing you know, you find yourself in the World Series. And uh, I think it's great for the game. I think it's great for uh, a lot more cities are involved for a lot longer. And, and there's less football talk in, in a lot of cities that, that in, you know, years ago, uh, their season would be long but wrapped up. So I think it's a great, great for the game. But you don't necessarily get that best team over the long haul in the World Series. But, uh, you know, Dodgers a year ago saw that, 111 wins. Padres knock them off, 89 win team, and uh, and go on. So uh, I think you have to be cognizant of that in today's game and to stay sharp and think just because we won the division, it was easy for us all year. That, that doesn't mean we just cruise, you know, because those hot teams that get in late and are have been in playoff mode for the whole month of September, it's almost like they've been in the postseason for a month, so they have a little bit of an advantage there. That adrenaline level's at that high level when they get to the postseason, and a team like Atlanta is waiting for you. Uh, it's like, well, we've been playing these playoff games for a long time now, so let's go. So I, I think it's a great format. I think it's fun, and I think it's 
for the good of the game, I think that they've got it right right now how they have this uh, format set up. Got to be a tough subject, but we have to ask you: What has it been like? <laughs> what has it been like watching the Yankees and all the stories and rumors about your brother's job status? Well, I think that's that's what you're going to get in New York, you know. And and I've, I've talked to Aaron a, a lot over his Yankee tenure, and I said, you know, you want to be the New York Yankees manager, you're going to be on the hot seat, and you're going to be on the hot seat all the time. And if you don't win the World Series, they're going to they're going to call for your head on a platter. Uh, he knew that going in, um, but but I told him I said you win one time, you're going to have the key to that city for the rest of your life, and you're going to have to go through some tough times, and daggers are going to be thrown at you. But Aaron knows that, and, and he's a passionate kid, and he loves his he loves this game. He he he's he loves his players. He he backs his players. And sometimes he just, you know, I think about him because his personality, he cares so much. And, I mean, he will – you tell him he's got a chance, 1%, and he will fight to the death for that chance. Well, I look at this team on paper, and, 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 and I had a talk with him the other day, and I just said, you get to a point where there's nothing you can do. It's out of your control. You can do the best job you can putting your guys in the best position to succeed and the rest of it is you got to watch. You're on the you're on the bench. You can't do anything. You can make yeah, get the lefty up, get the righty up. But at the end of the day, it's the personnel. And look at this this, this Yankee team, and they're not as good as the other teams, the top teams in baseball. So what are you going to do? You going to say you're the worst manager in the world when, when you've got an inferior product to your to your opponent on a nightly basis? I'm talking about the the top teams. You know, I look at this this team. Donaldson was just released. Uh, you know, Torres has had a decent year. Rizzo in and out concussion protocol. Their their platinum hurt. glove catcher Judge hurt for two months. Their platinum glove catcher of a year ago. He's been down. Bader they just put him on put him on waivers. Uh, he's been in and out of the lineup. Giancarlo Stanton he's hitting two hundred. LeMahieu's had a rough year for himself. And I look at the pitching staff, other than Garrett Cole, who's been a constant that's going to be in that Cy Young discussion, you were planning on having a Nestor Cortez. He's out for the rest of the season. He's missed three months. Rodon was a big pickup this offseason. He had about five or six starts after missing the first two months of the season that went back on the I.L. I talk about a Severino. He's got, a, he's got an ERA north of six. You know, he was an all-star in 18 and 19. He's been hurt a lot, and we've been waiting for this guy to, to see what his potential is. Well, he hasn't been pitching good at all. So you look at a rotation that's been put together by, by young guys that weren't supposed to be in that rotation. You've got a Brito, a Schmidt, and a, and a Cole, and now you're, you're using your bullpen as openers. And to come in and say, yeah, Aaron Boone, you stink. You don't know what you're doing. You're mad. I laugh. I laugh at the people that, that sit there and have those comments. It's like – do you know the game at all? Do you, can you can you really look? Are you a baseball person at all? Because when you come at me with nonsense like that, I laugh you I laugh you out of the room. And I'm not sitting here, oh, I'm Brett Boone, I want to defend my brother. No, I I take off my brother hat and and I have to be an honest analyst and say this team just it doesn't matter who you are, you know. Put all the greatest managers of all time uh, go into the AI room and. And, and make the greatest manager all time. Give him this Yankee team. You're not going to win. That's nonsense. So, yeah, I'll, I'll defend Aaron, but it's not because he's Aaron, my brother. I would defend whoever's running the Yankees right now. You can't put that on them. But uh, 
it, it is what it is. And, and New York is what it is. Aaron knows that. When you sign on the dotted line, you know what you're getting into. And buckle up. And if you're for, it's not for the faint of heart. If you don't want to do that, go manage somewhere where they don't, where that pressure is. But for me, man, that's what I want. I want to be on that burner every night. And, and that's kind of my personality. And, and, and you got to be able to take it. You got to, this is, this is not for, for little kids. This is for big boys. And I tell that to Aaron once in a while I kid with him, but he's doing okay. He's doing okay. He realizes what it is. Uh, he's going to get to see some young talent in the, in the month of September and uh, start start grinding for next year. And, and as far as the, the are you, you know, are you going to get fired? Are you not going to get fired? I personally don't think he's going to get fired. I don't have any inside information. But these are things that are out of your control. And, and you can't sit around mm. wasting time worrying about things that you absolutely have no control of. Aaron understands that. He's going to do the best job he can for the next month. And, and where life takes him, life takes him. But for me, I, th- I think he's going to be the manager of the Yankees uh, <laughs> definitely next year. But we'll see. Fantastic answer. Thank you so much, Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece is next.